Episode 59, Sunday, December 16th, 2012. Hey, stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. <laughs> well, thank you. And it, it is Tony and Josh. And uh, we're back again. Uh, thought you could keep us away. You thought you could keep us out. But no, we're back. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Uh, just when you thought it was safe to turn back on the Internet. <laughs> just when you thought it was safe to go back on the Internet. That's exactly right. Yeah, there's uh, there's been a lot of internet activity uh, this uh, this week, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I think everybody knows about the uh, the tragedy 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 that uh, that occurred. Actually, two tra- tragedies. One of them in uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, hey, is the alternator still alternating? Yeah, yeah, it is. I still got voltage. I can't complain. <laughs> oh no, I I can always find something to complain about. Well, I was going to complain about my gas mileage because that certainly didn't improve anything. And yeah. actually, it's gone down. i got to figure out what's going on with that. Well, maybe it's the uh, the new alternator slowing slowing things down. Anyway, uh, my name's uh, Tony. It's uh, Motoroy on XJTalk.com. And uh, Josh, he's uh, Northwest 99 uh, XJ. And uh, this is a podcast that is, uh, well, I guess brought to you by XJTalk.com. It's a, uh, a forum where we talk about Jeep Cherokees. Uh, it just uh, kind of dawned on me that, uh, you know, we might actually have some new listeners from time to time and, uh, where we just jump in here and start talking about things and just assume everybody's a part of the family and, a, a long time, uh, forum member and listener that may not be, may not be the case. Yeah. I, I made that assumption, uh, last week, I think it just kind of dove right into it and, uh, I gotta, I gotta, you know, Take uh, take roots from the um, from the radio industry, and they got to reset the show, is how they call that, and by yeah. uh, sort of doing that, uh, reintroducing the guest or reintroducing yourselves, and kind of letting everybody know who you are and what you're doing here. <laughs> yep, yep, and I can understand that. I always thought it's kind of uh, boring and mundane, but that usually means I've been sitting there for a while, or I'm a longtime listener uh, or a fan, and um, you know, so. Anyway, that's uh, that's why we're here. Uh, we like to talk about Jeep Cherokees. We do expand the uh, the subject matter from time to time. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the podcast uh, and maybe are not aware of the uh, live show that we broadcast on Ustream, it is only uh, on Ustream. It is only live. It is not recorded, but uh, we do have uh, video. Uh, it's nothing uh, major. It's just... Uh, Josh and I uh, on the screen with uh, uh, me talking and Josh talking. So I wouldn't say that's a great video to watch. Would you? Would you, Josh? Oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, it certainly uh, can be intriguing with uh, you know different funky facial expressions and stuff. And occasionally, I'll throw something up in front of the camera for the uh, for the special viewers to check out. So uh, you can join us uh, on UStream. Uh, it's UStream.tv slash channel slash xj talk or if you would like there's a little chat room and we've got several members uh, uh of the audience in the chat right now and uh, you can uh, certainly get on chat uh, on Ustream if you log in uh, create an account and log in it'll display your name 
and uh, you can chat with your uh, fellow uh, chatters uh, during the show about what's going on. And uh, Josh and I will uh, at times read what's uh, what's being said or, or react to the audience. Uh, also, too, there's a, a way of getting in to uh, watch the show on xjtalk.com, and you can also have access, uh, if you're an XJ Talk member, to the uh, XJ Talk chat. So there's all kinds of chats happening all over the place. And uh, uh, sometimes nothing's being said. There's a, <laughs> a lot of chat, nothing going on. But uh, that's just the way it is. So that's part of what makes it interesting, I think. We had uh, several calls. Uh, the, the one we, When I actually started doing this show, and I was doing it by myself but before my co-host uh, joined here uh, back in November, uh, some of those uh, first shows were uh, were Ustream uh, broadcasts, and they were recorded, and you could go, you could actually watch those uh, shows. So they were there was a, a video component and an audio only component, uh, where you could pretty much choose how you wanted to 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 take in the show, and uh, there uh, there wasn't uh, a lot of interest, at least not the interest that I I thought was uh, uh, well, frankly, worthy of my time. <laughs> <laughs> so the show kind of went on hiatus for a while. Uh, it came back. Uh, people were wanting to know why it had left and when it was coming back. So I brought it back, and I just didn't bring back the uh, the UStream portion of it. And they were asking, "Hey, what about the UStream show?" So, so we've brought that back, and things are a lot easier uh, to do the show with uh, Josh's help. And uh, uh, I, I do this. Uh, um, Probably not far, not often enough, Josh. But thank you very much for becoming part of the show. It, it's uh, made a huge difference for me uh, personally, and I think it's made a huge difference for the show. Well, hey, thanks, Tony. And, and as I've said before, I, I, you know, I love doing this. I'm proud to be a part of it, and, and I'm very grateful for for you making the choice to to bring me on board. And, and so I'm going to do my best to uh, to make you proud, and uh, and do the uh, do our listeners proud as well. Great, thank you. And uh, yeah, we have gone over it before, but. That whole reset thing. <laughs> it's indeed. <laughs> We've brought them up to date, I think. Anyway, speaking of uh, up to date, we're going to have a, a a bit of a different show today. Uh, it's going to be uh, Josh and I. So all the uh, the live uh, viewers will will have the uh, the show uh, pretty much in its entirety uh, tonight. Whereas uh, most time we have uh, an interview that we will mix into the, the podcast that we release uh, that's not part of the live show. That's not going to be the case tonight. But uh, we do have plenty to talk about. Uh, Josh, should we go ahead and get into the uh, the discussion we were having uh, prior about uh, the Well, I uh, think so, events? Tony. I mean, uh, it's definitely sort of forefront in a lot of the news lately, so I think we should at least touch on it here at the beginning of the show and, and, and do it justice. Um, as many of you guys know, there was a, there's some recent tragedies actually within just a couple few days of each other on both ends of the nation. And, uh, and one was, was certainly way more tragic than the other with the, with the loss of, of dozens of, of young children, um, young children's lives in a, uh, in a school shooting. It's just an absolute tragedy uh, that, that really shouldn't have ever happened. I, frankly, I was just really, really shocked that uh, anybody uh, would go after small children like that. It boggles my mind. I, I can't fathom the thought process of somebody thinking that that was I mean, even acceptable. I mean, in any case, I mean, not, not to say that shooting people in any regard is okay, but especially children. Come on. Well, I can understand how somebody would be upset. I can understand how somebody might want to lash out uh, at a uh, 
uh, a military presence or uh, a police presence. Um, but I, I don't understand the, the attacking of innocence. Uh, I, I'm sure that if we were to hear the mindset of the individuals that, that do these type of things, the, the mindset is probably going to be uh, some explanation, convoluted though it may be, uh, where, where you could probably go, well, okay, there's a reason, uh, and, and, and I'm only speculating. I, I wonder if the reason for this, uh, this mass uh, killing in uh, Connecticut uh, had to do with um, the, the guy's uh, apparent dislike of his mom uh, a teacher or principal, I don't know. Uh, I haven't been following it that closely. Um, and that's for a reason, because I, I do not like uh, little children being hurt. I don't like them having uh, diseases. I don't like them uh, having cancer, which certainly would be under the heading of disease. It just I don't like that. It just it bothers me. So I, I kind of have a tendency to stay away from that stuff. The only reason why I've been involved in it at all is because of all the calls for the... Uh, the uh, more gun control type thing. Um, but anyway, um, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe he didn't attack the kids because his mom was, was there to educate, protect, uh, and care about them. And he was doing this in an attempt to, uh, harm her in an emotional way as far as, as well as a physical way. And that's the only thing I, I could possibly think of. I mean, because you know she did work there, and it's it's he obviously went there because of her. Right. I can't think of any other reason to. I mean, it just it, it doesn't make any other sense, anyways. It it you know, everything makes very little sense, but <laughs> it's just well, I guess that's really the whole the whole uh, this whole thing in a whole nutshell is us trying to understand how this could happen. And, and us trying to understand how we can keep it from happening again. And I think that it has a lot to do with uh, people that, uh, that I believe have, have always wanted more gun control for them to step in and say, this is why we need more gun control. And I've, I've seen um, tweets from uh, several uh, senators and House, Rep- House of Representatives saying that they were going to introduce assault weapon bans. And I can't see, I can't see, this to me says we need to uh, have more areas where guns can be taken and not have gun-free zones. Because, uh, like I alluded to to start with, uh, you don't see people attacking military bases and police stations because it's a no-win situation. Even if they're planning on committing suicide, I think that they have either in their mind that they're going to make it out, or uh, that they're at least they're going to go down in history <laughs> for for you know this attack. Their name will mean something, or I don't know. Well, uh, I can't think of a, a more negative amount of attention. I mean, if somebody wants to to get and to try and immortalize themselves, you don't go out and start shooting children. I mean, there were the silver lining in this. There, there were there were acts of heroism. Yes, I heard of of one teacher who hid all of her children in cupboards and cabinets, and managed to you know lock away, hide these kids, um, all the kids that were in her classroom. And as the gunman came in, um, asked where the children were, or something like that, and she said that they were in the gym, and he shot her and walked out. 
saving all of those kids' lives um, at the cost of her own. And, you know, I can't think of any, and, and I don't know how, what everybody's uh, view of God and heaven is, but uh, I'll just stick with my own. There is no higher, you could have your head no higher than to enter heaven after dying from saving uh, a bunch of children. Just one child is, is plenty, but just a bunch of children, and it's not your own. Ultimate sacrifice. Ultimate sacrifice. It's just just amazing. And uh, I can't help but wonder um, what goes through your mind if, the, if I had a way to stop this individual, you know, because you're going to be shot and you're going to either be laying there uh, def- defenseless or you're going to be dead and you don't know if those children are going to remain safe. She doesn't, she doesn't know that, that he walked off mm-hmm. if, if she died right away. But if she had had a, a weapon, you know, maybe she would have chose not to have a weapon. Uh, I personally don't like the idea of weapons around uh, children in school, but what are you going to do? You can't just take the tools that people need away to protect themselves and to protect these kids. You can't bring a security force into a school because there's just not enough of them. There's people that are going to die because the time it takes, it's just like the police. It's going to be the time to take the police to arrive while you're holding, uh, while they're pr- prying the the cell phone from your cold, dead hand. Yeah. <laughs> and They call them first responders is because they're the ones who have gotten there first to respond to the situation, but by then it's usually too late. Lives have been lost at that point. It's just like a uh, a, a fight in uh, in the air for... Uh, <laughs> you know the they they talk about the uh the dog fights lasting uh, uh 2 3 4 5 minutes it, it, it it's what happens people are going to hit and, and move on i mean mm-hmm. i think that the uh, i don't know what the the escape plan was this kid had but it must not have been a very good one because uh he didn't escape and from what i understand he he took his own life uh, as people uh, arrived there to uh to make you know to stop what was happening I can only assume that that was his escape plan, was taking the coward's way out. Well, the whole thing is cowardly. And Indeed. I mean, yeah. I, and I'll just say it. I think that these calls for, for gun control is equally as cowardly. Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is an attempt, I think, to put forth an agenda, certainly not by everybody, but I think it is a, a, an attempt to put forth an agenda of something that they want uh, to do. They want to take guns away from us and they want us to not be as able to protect ourselves. And, you know, there, you could say there's paranoia, uh, and and there's no reason for you to have an assault weapon. Well, I think there is. Um, I think that, uh, I know one person on, uh, on Facebook had mentioned that, um, the technology has just outpaced the, the laws. And uh, my point was um, the muskets were the high technology of the day <laughs> whenever the Second Amendment was pinned. Yeah. So uh, my personal stand is that we should be able to have any weapon system that we can uh, be trained to operate. If a, a 18-year-old kid or 20-year-old kid can join the Army, the Navy, the etc., 
and be put in charge of highly volatile, highly dangerous uh, weapon weapon systems, I should be able to be. And the only difference between him and me is going to be training and very low pay. Yeah. <laughs> and and worried about what a Democratic uh, president in Congress is going to do to me. <laughs> what base is going to be cut and so on and so forth, which is another point. You know, we damn well better be able to protect ourselves uh, because if we elect uh, the the people that is going that are going to the cut all of uh, the the military funding, you know, they're you know they don't want to cut uh, entitlement programs, but sure, let's let's cut defense. Well, we damn well better better be able to defend ourselves. At any rate, um, the uh, you know because I've had I've had this this argument for many years. They talk, talk about uh, well, should you be ha- able to have a grenade launcher? Sure, why not? Uh, I mean, obviously, if I'm if I'm screwed if I screw up with a grenade launcher and I'm in a an apartment complex, I'm certainly going to affect more than just myself. Yeah. <laughs> so well, on the face of it, it sounds like a really bad idea. But there's, you know, guys, we have access to so, so many highly dangerous, volatile things. And we drive around in vehicles with a extremely (laughs) dangerous, uh, volatile substance that that actually will burst into flames in in wrecks. But yet we we drive wherever we go every day and we're goofing around. We're talking on the phone. We're texting. We're. We're eating, we're putting on our makeup. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it, it's okay, you know, because we're not fearful of it. We, we've experienced it. And I think that's a lot of the way that the gun situation is. I think some of these people are just scared of guns. They want to get, get rid of them. They just don't feel comfortable around them. Exposure is proper education, uh, I think, is a big part of it. Uh, and it's it's one of those things where it all gets lumped into one, whether it's, you know, a pistol or a, an assault rifle or, you know, 50 caliber sniper, you know, whatever, uh, you know, it all gets lumped into one thing. It's a gun. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, you know, so we might as well just ban the whole lot of them. Yep, exactly. And it, I mean, like, like you had said, um, you know, before we went on the air, it was it's it's a knee jerk reaction and, and it is fed by paranoia. You know, and something like this happens and, and it's just, it's, it's this reaction that people have that, that don't have the education, that haven't had exposure to it. That's, and it, it kind of plays into that whole nanny state sort of thing where it's just, well, you know, we're going to protect you from yourself because this is what we do. And unfortunately our second amendment rights, uh, are going to be the victim. It's it, well, that's the fear. I don't think that it's going to happen. I think that um, there's a statistic that nobody seems to be talking about because I think it's an inconvenient truth if I can steal that from somebody. (laughs) There is a 39-year low in violent crime in the United States. And the articles that I've read, and I haven't read a bunch, I just saw when it came out, the, the articles I read were, we don't know why. We don't know why it's at a low. The economy's bad, uh, drug use, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, crime in Mexico, 
you know, the drug cartels spilling into uh, Texas, Arizona, etc. And it's at a 39 year low. Why? Why? Why could it be that? Well, gee, it seems like everybody, every virtually every state has a conceal and carry or an open carry law now. And there are, uh, who was it, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, was taken to the Supreme Court uh, over their ban on uh, weapons, and uh, that was overturned. So people are being given the option to be able to uh, defend themselves, and crime, violent crime, is going down. Hmm. This doesn't make sense, does it? Well, I think conversely, um, the amount of concealed carry permits are, are going up. Yes. And let's look at the logic, folks. <laughs> I can uh, rob or murder somebody in an area where I know they are very unlikely to be carrying a weapon. Or I can go to Houston, Texas, <laughs> anywhere in Texas, and and try to rob or murder somebody where would you go yeah. <laughs> i would go to washington dc that's exactly where i would go any place that there are strict uh gun control laws and the mindset of the people are oh my god not guns you know something that ha- has been in place for a lot of years why because that's those are the sheep those are the sheep they're not gonna hurt me I'm going to go where it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be most successful. And correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. Uh, now, you're in, in an area where the, the mall shooting uh, occurred. What are the gun laws there? Are, are they strict gun laws? Uh, no, they're, they're really, there's actually rather lax gun laws here. I mean, you can own assault rifles here. They cannot be fully automatic. I guess that would be the only caveat there, but... Um, I mean, semi-automatic pistols, pistols of any kind. Um, heck, I've got uh, neighbor, uh, neighbors of friends um, that are lighting off small collector's cannons every 4th of July. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's there, there really isn't very many restrictions here. In fact, I know several people that have their concealed weapons permit, um, concealed carry. Uh, and I don't know about open carry. That's one thing that I, that's a little bit gray area for me because... Um, I just, I haven't studied much up on it. So, um, I, so that may be one thing that we don't have because I don't see it all that often is open carry. Uh, so, but I know that concealed weapons are allowed here, but that you must have a a concealed carry permit. So uh, would you have expected, um, somebody to, uh, stop the shooting there at the mall because of the concealing carry? Tony, I'm I'm honestly surprised because that day I think they had said there was nearly 10,000 people at that mall, and I am shocked and amazed that if if there wasn't at least one person in that mall that had a concealed weapon, I, I would I would be absolutely dismayed. I cannot believe that there wasn't at least one person within range. I'm going to use that term loosely of this incident that had a concealed weapon on them. Well, I know that to, to going through the concealing carry, uh, uh, course, uh, on, uh, two occasions that they, they, at least here in Texas, they really get it in your head that you need to be mindful of where you're shooting. 
Yeah. And and that might that might be the big part of it. And of course, you know, you talk about adrenaline and heat of the moment and 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 all that. And it may just come down to there was too many people, there was too much chaos, and you know, there there was just too much of a risk of collateral damage and things were just happening too fast. And it might have been that the only, you know, two or three people that were there that that, you know, did have a, a weapon on them, um, you know, got out instead of, you know, instead of taking action. Um, you know, it was the flight or fight response. Right. Uh, and and they chose to, you know, to to flee rather than, you know, stay and and uh and try and change the circumstances. And which, you know, in any case, who knows what will happen, what kind of choice you'll make in those kind of situations. I wasn't there. I can't even begin to pretend what people were thinking or or how they were making decisions at that point. I heard uh, firsthand accounts of of people that were there, and and um, there was one there was one girl who had worked. Um, I, I the name of the store escapes me right now, but um, she was an employee at a store that was right there where you know that was in his path, and he had drawn on her, and she heard the gun jam, and oh, he unjammed it and walked on. And I guess the amount of rounds that uh, police were saying that the amount of rounds that were fired at this Clackamas County mall shooting here just uh, earlier this week was staggering in comparison to how many people were injured or killed. And there was two people that were that were killed, um, one that was that was you know severely injured, but I think they lived. And then of course the gunman took his own life. Um, so you know, but the amount of rounds that were fired was staggering. I think it was more of an intimidation thing than than anything. But again, I, I'm just speculating at this point. Yeah, I I think that um, I think that this is, and I've heard this on on shows where you talk about defending yourself, and uh, I've I've actually taught my daughters this because I I feel that they're more likely to be involved in some abduction attempt or something that um, that. Anytime uh, they taught us that anytime that you're going to be shooting at somebody, you do it one handed and you do it standing uh, with uh, edge on to them. In other words, from your side, because you're a much smaller target. Mm-hmm. Well, some of us are <laughs> <laughs> still, I guess it's smaller. You know, I could use, I could stand to you lose a few off the front. So, you know, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, you're, you're basically making yourself a smaller target. And, and also, too, they say if somebody is like pulled up alongside you uh, and uh, t- was, had a gun told you to get in the car, uh, I, obviously the, uh, the absolute best thing to do is to not get in, the, get in the car. And that it is highly unlikely if you run that you will be uh, hit in any critical areas because it's very difficult to shoot somebody, especially with a handgun. Uh, easier with a rifle, certainly uh, over a di- distance. And, and if you're not taking a straight path as you're running away, it, it, it even is more difficult. So I've taught them that it is, it's better for them to, to run away and make a lot of noise and uh, get out of the situation than to allow the, the situation to be controlled by the abductor. Uh, well, I mean, you bring so up an, an interesting point there, and I believe that, that one of the, the first steps in the concealed uh, Concealed carry classes here is to remove yourself from the situation. Yes. I mean that that is that is your your primary objective is to remove yourself from the situation. And if that doesn't work, then you start taking these other steps. And you know, um, and it's it, I'm, I would imagine that's what happened with with 
the people who did have, um, you know, concealed weapon on them, you know, at this, at this, uh, at this mall, they remove themselves from the situation. That is the first thing that you're taught to do. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you know, you have a family, um, you, uh, you're not being directly threatened. Um, so, I mean, of course, that's kind of like the same mentality that the people aboard the, the plane that was, uh, that went into the Twin Towers had. Uh, this isn't my fight. I'm not going to get everybody on board killed. These are hijackers. Uh, they, have, uh, they have a bomb. And, you know, the, the pol- people had been trained I don't know if you're old enough. I remember when I was a kid, there was a lot of hijackings and people were told over and over again, don't fight against the hijackers because you have a much better uh, chance of living if the plane goes to wherever they're wanting to take it. And, you know, uh, it'll be tense for a few days and uh, the hijackers will, will go away in some, some form or, or manner and you'll go back to your life. So whenever 9-11 happened, uh, it was a, a perfect storm. Uh, people knew not to fight back. And uh, the, the flight that ultimately crashed, I believe, in, in Pennsylvania, uh, they found out what was going on, and, and they rose up and kept that, uh, that plane from uh, its intended target. Uh, truly heroes. But, and that's why the, the, those airplane attacks are never going to be successful again. Because people aren't going to just sit there in their seats and die. They're going to do something. And that's what I think would have happened at the mall. That's what I think would have happened at this school. That if you have the ability to have a tool that will stop somebody from shooting you or shooting small children, that you should be able to have that tool. The tool is not bad. The tool is not evil. Um, there's people that build really crappy things with hammers. It's not the tool's fault. Yeah. I mean, it's, it comes down to responsible use of any tool, any device for that matter. I mean, well, you're, you're free speech responsible. You know, you gotta be responsible and, and that's what this country is getting away from personal responsibility. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, and personal accountability. You know, your personal responsibility, you're taking, you're taking responsibility for your own actions and, and what you're doing. Don't just, uh, you know, assume that, oh, well, you know, you know, big brother, the government, et cetera, they're, you know, they know what's best for me. I'll just let them dictate what I'm supposed to do. You know, no, it's, it's time to, to educate yourselves and, and to, you know, just like you said, take responsibility for yourself and your actions. I guess the thing that gets me, and I apologize for making this very political, but I'm just going to, to, to make this point. I guess the thing that gets me is many of the, <clears throat> the people that I have, I've heard interacted with uh, through social media that are complaining about this situation and the lack of gun control and these poor, poor children. But yet the tens of thousands of children that are conveniently called fetuses are killed every year. And it's not a child. (laughs) It's a inconvenience because of the lack of personal responsibility in, um, I don't know, maybe not smoking pot, 
maybe not uh, drinking too much alcohol that impairs your ability to keep your knees together. I mean, it, it's about personal responsibility. Hey, I think sex is great. It's the, it's the, the next best thing to slice bread. <laughs> you know? Need to get that drop. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you have to have a lot of responsibility. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's calls for people saying, you know, I don't want to take your guns away, but uh, if you're going to drive a vehicle on a road, you have to take a class. Well, I was just going to bring up the whole automobile thing, Tony. I mean, responsible use of, of, of anything, whether it be your body um, or an automobile. I mean, hell, you can drive a car straight into a food court of a mall and kill 20 or 30 people. Or fill it with uh, fuel oil and uh, fertilizer. And blow the whole thing down. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not that we're advocating or trying to give people ideas here, but well, I don't think is, I don't. Is, I think it's that, I don't think know, it's a unique idea. I mean, obviously that was covered. So, I, I, well, yeah, you know, I, I don't think we're we're telling anybody to do these things, and I think it's very clear that we don't think anything like this should happen at all. It's horrible. Never. I mean, but I, I mean, just because you know you can take you get get, get by in the car. And um, as soon as you're big enough to touch the pedals and grab the steering wheel at the same time, you're at risk of taking somebody's life or a whole bunch of people's lives. That doesn't mean that, you know, because um, even though you're educated and have a license to drive an automobile, that, you know, now because automobiles are just as capable of ending people's lives as a gun, that we should all of a sudden outlaw them as well. No, it's it, it doesn't work that way. It's because everybody has been educated enough and has the wherewithal and proper mindset to not point their car and smash the skinny pedal down into a food court or, you know, a, a farmer's market or something full of people. Right. And, and it, it really is all about personal responsibility. The, the personal responsibility that if you're going to engage in uh, sexual re relations and uh, assuming that it's between a male and a female, <laughs> Don't want to not not assume things uh, these days. What were you thinking? But if you're going to do that, there's no class. There's no class that you take. I mean, sure they have sex ed. the The parents are supposed to to, to step up and and tell the children how those things work. But quite often they're they're very timid. I can tell you that uh, the the people that were timid when I was giving the sex talk to my two girls were my two girls, and my wife didn't want to be anywhere in the vicinity. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a problem with it. I mean, these are my kids. I want to make damn sure they understand what's what. I, it's exactly the same reason why I took them to the gun range. I don't like my kids being around anything that might be able to hurt them. But then again, I don't want them to be in a house where there's a gun and they think, hey, you know, dad's not here. Mom's not here. Let's get the gun out because I've never touched it. I've never been able to, to do anything with it. And now here's my opportunity. You know, it's scary. It's exciting. So let's do it. And now you got a dead child. And more than likely, you have a damaged child because one child shot the other one. So you have one dead or damaged child and you have another one that's damaged emotionally simply because as a parent, you didn't teach your child. So, you know, the sex talk, no problem. It was, it was very easy for me to do because I'm a parent and we 
have to take care of our children. We have to take that personal responsibility. Same reason why I took them to the range. I watched everything like a hawk. I made sure they understood that their, their finger does not go on the trigger until they're ready to shoot. And when they're done shooting, that finger comes off the trigger. The gun is always pointed downrange, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Never, never shoot through a, a door. Never shoot through anything where you cannot see your target because most likely you're going to be sh- uh, shooting a family member. Yeah, I've tried to um, early and often, uh, and I might have gone over this briefly. I'll just, I'll just, I'll make it quick. Um, a couple of few episodes ago, I'm trying to trying to teach my stepson um, some gun safety, and you know, starting early and starting with something simple like a BB gun. Oh yeah. That you know, although okay, you know, you know we'll go back and hey, hey since it's Christmas time, you're, you can shoot your eye out. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, you can but, put you an know, eye that's, out. That's thing. probably about the worst that's going to happen with it. That's BB. a that's a devastating injury. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a great device to teach gun safety to a kid um, when you're out camping or something like that. And, that, and that's what I did uh, and, and really started instilling gun safety and education in him as early and as often as I could. And, you know, now he knows very explicitly, you know, proper gun uh, handling rules and proper gun safety and has learned to respect something like a firearm. And camping's a great time, too, because there's no other uh, distractions going on. The boredom level is probably pretty high. (laughs) So (laughs) the brain is just eager to absorb any information. So, yeah, it was uh, was either gun safety or math homework. So, So anyway, guys, that's kind of it in a nutshell for for me. I, I do not obviously think there should be gun control. Uh, I do not want to, uh, I say this uh, with some trepidation in as much as I don't want to um, not have, um, I don't want to sully the memory of the, the, the children and the, the, the heroes that died uh, protecting those children. Uh, but I think that if you're, uh, if you're not an NRA member, now's the time to join. And if you are an NRA member, uh, and perhaps you are, or maybe you're not, but either way, you're thinking, hey, I need to go out and, and, and spend $1,000 and get an assault uh, weapon uh, before they get banned. Why don't we work it from the other side? Why don't you send 50 bucks to the NRA and help them help keep a calm, sensible approach to the laws that we have for guns currently? It's not more laws is not going to make a damn bit of difference in protecting your child. Um, or I should say anti-gun laws or anti-use of gun laws is not going to do anything to help protect you, your family, or your children. Fewer laws uh, as far as where guns can be, especially on schools, there's, there's absolutely no reason for a gun not to be on, on, the, uh, on school grounds. Absolutely no reason. I mean, if nothing else... This incident has made that very clear. If you, yeah. want, if, you, if you really want to do something, if you really want to get the government involved in something that I think will make a big difference, mental health. You know, Ronald Reagan loved the guy. He was great. He was hilarious. He got a lot of stuff done. But, and, and you, you guys correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I seem to remember that uh, Ronald Reagan let all the crazy people go. <laughs> he said, we're closing these, 
we're, we got too many people uh, in these facilities. They got to go out and find their own way. And I think there was a lot of uh, people under bridges. I think there was a lot of people that died. And uh, I didn't agree with that then. I don't agree with that now. You know, I know this isn't going to happen, but let's gut this multi-trillion dollar uh, healthcare Obama uh, BS uh, healthcare thing. And let's take a fraction of that, 25% of a trillion or two trillion or whatever it's going to be. And let's put it towards mental health services, getting people the help that they need so we don't have to all suffer whenever we see children in the news being killed, when we see people in a mall being hunted, when, you know, if you don't, if you don't want people to use guns, then change society where people don't have to use guns. And I think we could all agree that no sane person is going to attack innocents at a mall and certainly not first graders, kindergartners, et cetera, at elementary. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, Tony. Uh, really, and that, that, that puts a nice, nice little bow on the whole thing, I think. All right. Well, it's, it's certainly horrible. It's certainly horrible any time of year, uh, horrible here at Christmas. I, I feel for the families. And, uh, I, I also say, I don't know directly, uh, that there are, I'm sure that somebody has set up one or, or multiple, uh, places that you can donate to help the families, uh, during the tragedy for, uh, I don't know if burial expenses, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm sure that that information is available on the internet. I don't have it, uh, uh, in front of me, but I encourage you that if you're able to, uh, you know, give and help and, um, remember those, uh, remember those families in your prayers. I mean, it, the rest of their lives. And it, this is Christmas time every year is going to be horrible, uh, for them because of their memory of their children. They thought were safe in a school. And uh, Christmas break was just about ready to happen, and they probably have presents under the tree. Uh, and these children are just, they're gone, and they, they can't take care of them. If you're a parent, you want to take care of your child. And now that child is uh, someplace where you can't take care of it. So, anyway... Uh, <laughs> Great. Well, uh, we've, positive. we've kind of gone off on a on a diatribe for a little while. I, I would like to, uh, if I may, Tony, um, switch the pace a little bit. And I know that we've talked about this in previous episodes. Uh, something that we have talked about doing, um, and it's just sort of been on the back burner a little bit. And and uh, I'd like to bring it up about some some um, news in the off road industry. Uh, we've talked about. Um, you know, you guys are listeners, uh, members of xjtalk.com, um, sort of keeping your eyes open and your ears peeled. Uh, and is that how that works? Yeah. About uh, stuff going on in your neighborhood in the off-road industry and, and uh, stuff, you know, events happening in your neck of the woods. And, and, uh, and although I know it's really not the kind of, you know, time of year for, for off-roading for a lot of us uh, because it's, you know, it's in winter months and stuff like that. Uh, and of course, the holiday season. Uh, obviously, we're you know more preoccupied with other things going on and, and whatnot. But um, there was a couple things that kind of caught my eye in the news recently, including a um, a Supreme Court upholding a 2009 use of off-road funding for parks in in uh, for Washington. Uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting because this has been something that's been going on for 
you know, three years or so now, um, and it made it all the way up to the Supreme Court. And it's uh, it's an off-roading issue that made it up to our highest court in the land. And I, I think I thought that was pretty neat. And although it's it's really nothing huge, and it doesn't affect a, a whole lot of people, it came down to um, some money use is what it, is what it was. Uh, and it was about um, how a tax revenue, um, a fuel tax revenue, was diverted to um, to help state uh, state parks, state park operations, and it was just one percent of the tax revenue. So we're talking, you know, fractions of fractions here, um, uh, being used to support, um, you know, uh, non-highway roads, basically trails and stuff in state parks. And um, there was some bickering back and forth about allocation of funds and how it should be appropriated and all this stuff. And obviously, um, people couldn't figure it out, couldn't get out of their own way, and it made it up to the Supreme Court. And um, uh, the Supreme Court said, you know, yes, you know, this 1% of this tax revenue from uh, the fuel tax, the money that we all spend at the pump, um, is going to go towards the parks and helping update um, and maintain um, non-highway roads or pathways uh, so this this is trails for motorbikes um quads horseback riding even um and of course uh, four-wheel drive vehicles so i thought that was kind of neat um and it finally came to a close after 2009 um clear made it 2012 took it to the supreme court and now there's money going to some trails in washington so that's a good thing i think there's probably just tens of millions of dollars that were spent along the way to in legislation <laughs> or in uh in um, legal fee, legal fees and stuff. Right. <laughs> That's great. I saw another one. Um, I know we've got several members in Arizona, uh, and I know Arizona has a rather large um, off-road uh, off-road group of people. I guess you want to call it. Um, well, so much of it is off-road. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, I guess northern Arizona, there's going to be more trails uh, opening up for off-road use. Um, and so, I, and I'm not, believe me, geography was not my strong suit in, in school. So, you know, when, I, when I'm talking about different places and stuff like that, I don't know, you know, what towns are in northern Arizona or what kind of trails and stuff are there. I've never been to Arizona myself. So, um, but, and, and please forgive me if I butcher the name of this town um, <laughs> or this area, rather. It's uh, Coconino. National Forest. Uh, I, I I'm sure I'm butchering that name. It, it's, it's probably it's, pronounced it sounded, differently. It sounded good. So I would have believed it. All right. All right. Well, I guess um, uh, they've uh, signed off on a plan just this week to open up 95 miles of trails between Flagstaff and Munns Park to all-terrain vehicles and motorbikes. So that's 95 miles of new trails in this in this Coconino National Forest area. So those of you in northern Arizona, um, keep your eyes open uh, and, your, and your ears to the ground because there's going to be a whole bunch of new trails opening up for you guys. So congratulations on that, and I really hope that works out, and I can't wait to hear about how that turns out. Man, 95 miles. Can you imagine? That would be a blast, especially if there was uh, places to stop and uh, set up camp, you know, just uh, experience the outdoors. Well, they're saying by 2018, uh, five years, um, 2018 and $70,000 later, this is going to be a completed project and, and wide open to the public. Oh, they're, well, they're obviously promising everything because the world's going to end what in uh, four days, five days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's just sign off on it. Yes. We're going to hey, approve Yeah, everything. sure. Why not? I'm running Where's my the big rubber stamp. <laughs> I'm running my credit card up. So what do I care? <laughs> oh 
so uh, Tony, I, I don't know about your neck of the woods, but man, there, there is a, a whole bunch of, um, of end of the world parties popping up. Um, just all these places are, you know, December 21st going to, you know, open the doors up to everybody that wants to come in and, and, uh, you know, serve libations and, and have music and, and celebrate the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm 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 a kind of an evil type person, uh, and I'll just state that before I mention this, what I was going to say. Um, I was watching. <clears throat> I love to watch science shows, uh, ex- especially astronomy type uh, shows, and uh, I had seen this uh, this science uh, program before, but I had watched it again, and um, they're uh, they're basically uh, theorizing, uh, there's a, <clears throat> a cycle of, uh, extinctions, mass extinctions on, on the planet every 26 million years. And one scientist is uh, postulating that there is, uh, we're part of a binary star system and the, the other star, which is much smaller and much dimmer, uh, than our sun, uh, basically orbits our sun. I mean, our sun orbits it as well, but it doesn't move very much because it's so much larger. Anyway, that this this uh, other star is on a 26 million uh, year orbit, and uh, what happens is, as it's coming in to uh, go around our sun, it goes through uh, this uh, this rocky <clears throat> where frozen rocks and asteroids and stuff uh, are, are basically a, a sphere around our solar system. It's about a light year out. It's called the Oort cloud, and. <laughs> Hey, they have been uh, they have been doing uh, they've used some new technology, uh, new satellites uh, that is up uh, uh, infrared type satellite to do a survey of the Oort cloud looking for this star, and um, they uh, they have found recently even though this star isn't isn't due to come back uh, from from the the cyclical uh, extinctions extinct, extinctions that have been seen for several million years, they are seeing a, a disturbance in the Oort cloud. So basically, all these little rocks, and, and I say little rocks, these are where the, the comets and stuff come from that, that we see on occasion. Um, they're in stable orbits because <clears throat> if the sun is the only thing, uh, the, is the major gravitational field, these things will get set up in a nice stable orbit. So they're all kind of evenly spaced out and so on and so forth. Uh, so anytime you see any kind of movement in there, that's, it's indicating that there's something in the vicinity of that, of those rocks, wherever they're looking, that is, uh, has a, a large gravitational field. So I was going, anyway, that's the setup. That's the long, boring setup. Here's the, here's the punchline. So I was watching all this and I go and get in bed and right before I fall asleep, <laughs> purposely <laughs> tell my wife, there's a disturbance in the Oort cloud. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know where that I, she must have given you at that point. I had, I, my eyes were closed. I don't know. I was laying on my on my oh. stomach, facing the pillow, and as far as she knew, I was dreaming. There's a disturbance in the Oort cloud. <laughs> So, uh, so two, three days go by and I hear nothing from her about this. And I said, Oh, by the way, I told you something the other day that, uh, <laughs> that you didn't ask me anything about. And she goes, Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what did you, I didn't know if you were dreaming 
Or what? <laughs> yeah, what the, I mean, I don't know where they came up with Ort. I mean, it sounds like something out of uh, the, the Twin Towers, the, the J.R. Tolkien, uh, Tolkien novels. <laughs> and, uh, there is a disturbance in the Ort cloud. Oh my God, what the hell does that mean? Well, you know, potentially it could mean that we're all going to die from meteor uh, comet impacts on the on the planet. But so anyway, you know, the timing on this was, was you know, near impeccable. Uh, and uh, she had no idea what I was talking about. And I don't know that it made her feel any better when I explained it. Because I basically just said the same thing I, I told you and <laughs> the rest of our listeners. <laughs> but, oh, but seriously though but seriously though this is kind of cool there is a disturbance they are seeing a disturbance in the or cloud and there's a potential based on the disturbance the gravitational uh, field that must be necessary to to move these these uh, rocks around that there's a potential that there is a planet out there that we have never identified that is about four times the size of jupiter well, now that's interesting. Yes. Hmm. So science, it's a bitch. I'm sorry. I, uh, I just Google searched disturbance, disturbance in the Oort cloud. <laughs> going through some of the, uh, some of the, well, uh, it, I'll, I'll tell you the, the name of the star that they were talking about is nemesis. Okay. That's number one, uh, number one result nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. And the, but the only reason why they found the disturbance in the Oort cloud is because they're looking for Nemesis. It is not Nemesis uh, based on the 26 million year extinction cycle that they've seen. They could be wrong, of course. It could be Nemesis, but I think you'd see a much bigger disturbance. Anyway, I'm sorry. I took us down this big scientific rabbit hole and people are going, you know, nerd, boring. You sure are a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank you. <laughs> I'm a big old Jeep nerd. I mean, if you get right down to it, I, oh, you know, yeah. the whole Jeep thing is just is just as nerdy as hell, and it's great. The mechanics of it, the going up the, I mean, it's it's all you know, big boy stuff. But still, it's it's just another type of nerd. Let's get real, man. <laughs> well, geez, I mean, you talk about all the all the numbers and figures and and stuff. I mean, I love getting together with um, a bunch of Jeepers and just sitting there and talking Jeep and, and watching like some of these guys' wives off, you know, off kind of in the background, just <laughs> yes. sitting there shaking their head. And they, they have no idea what the hell we're talking about yep. half the time. PSI and, and torque and, and, you know, tire diameter and suspension geometry and shock travel, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, half the terminology just goes clean over people's heads half the time. And <laughs> I love it. What the hell does this have with uh, how many shoes I have in my closet or uh, shopping for those, uh, for said shoes? Yeah, uh, and I know there's women out there that uh, like the whole off-road thing too, but come on, it's a guy's thing. Uh, it, it really is. There's nothing wrong with women being involved. I like women being involved, but uh, guys are just, uh, they're big old dorks. They're big old technical, uh, nerdy dorks, and uh, I don't care how many tattoos, how much uh, beer you drink, uh, it, it, you know, it just really comes down to you just, uh, you're a big old nerd. You're a big old Jeep nerd. Well, I've got a, I've been a Jeep nerd lately. I've been doing a lot of window shopping and stuff like that and, and, uh, talking with some other folks and whatnot. I've got two, I've got two projects on the very near horizon here. Uh, one is, um, is, is some onboard air. I, I have a compressor that I take with me on the trail. So it's a little, um, 
It's a little portable 12 volt compressor, um, and it it airs up my 33s, my 33 1250s um, from um, uh, from you know around 12 pounds to 36 or 35 pounds, and in roughly about five minutes a piece. But um, oh, that's not but bad. It's, that's not bad. But I'd like to hardwire it in and, and add a tank, um, add a tank to the system. So I mean that's something that's on the horizon. I've been looking at some other tank options. And, and things like that, and I don't want to sacrifice. Um, I don't want to sacrifice storage space, so I've been looking at some other, some other things. So, but uh, but I got this little twelve volt compressor. Um, I ordered it online, and I got it. I got it. Um, this is this is a while back. I got it uh, through Walmart. It was a sort of a ship uh, ship to ship to site, and I picked it up. Um, uh, picked it up at the um, at the local local Walmart, but it was sixty bucks. For this awesome compressor, and it and it's very very powerful. But you know, some of you guys that are looking for for um, onboard air solutions, you don't have to go out there and do like a York conversion or something like that. You can get a 12 volt portable air compressor that really will perform rather well. I'm very happy with this thing, and I I got it because it was um it was something that I had seen a fellow Jeeper use. He's had it for like nine years. Things never failed him, and it airs him and some of his buddies up every time they go out. And this is something that you guys could get through Amazon.com, even. <laughs> and if you guys don't know already, uh, if you guys have just joined our program, don't know about it, we have a, a little program going on, a little agreement with Amazon.com, that if you go to Amazon, you click through our link on our homepage at xjtalk.com, right on the main page, right above the big picture, the main picture there, there's a little link. You can click on it, you see the, see the Amazon symbol, and uh, that'll take you straight to Amazon.com, and you can shop for whatever you want there. And you're not going to pay anything extra. And you're not going to spend a single dime or penny more than you normally would. Except Amazon is going to kick us back a little something, something from what you guys have purchased. And it doesn't matter what you buy. It doesn't matter how often you buy. But if you do decide you want to get something like a portable air compressor, um, you can go to Amazon.com, pick something like that up. I know they have these, and I know it's pretty cheap. Um, you can get yourself something, and you can help out XJ Talk Show and uh, XJTalk.com at the same time. And um, Tony, this is something we've done in the past. Um, go ahead and and uh, and tell people a little bit about it. It's a uh, it's a segment that we've come up with um, where we talk about some of the purchases that you folks have made through Amazon.com, and we have called it. You Amazon.com and the XJ Talk Show present. You bought what? <laughs> That's right. You bought what? We've had some very interesting purchases um, uh, of lately, and um, and of course, going into the holiday season, I'm sure the activity has ramped up a little bit, and we've got some stuff um, that uh, that people have bought. Tony, what's um, what are some of the newest additions to our you bought what list? Okay, and uh, if if I if <laughs> I still haven't got this down exactly uh, right, but if uh, if I uh, have a duplicate from one I've read before, well, this too damn bad. Suffer through it. Anyway, uh, Amazon Instant Video, made to suffer, high def. <laughs> so if you're gonna definition suffering, if you're gonna see somebody suffer, you want it to be in high definition. <laughs> I think that goes without saying. <laughs> uh, oh, that's that's great. Yeah, suffering now in high definition. Well, we've got some uh, we've got some very interesting folks. There are some very interesting interests um, of our uh, of our listeners out there. And just a reminder, folks, we don't know who is buying any of this stuff. All we see is what is bought. Um, we don't even know really when it's bought. We just get this list, and just items get added to this as they get bought through that through that link. 
And and so there's your your, your interests and, and desires are completely protected in this. And I've actually um asked I've asked you guys to to make it as weird as possible. Go out there and find <laughs> something just completely off the wall, just to kind of throw us a curveball. We'll have some fun with it. Yeah, you can say, but honey, uh, or life partner. Uh, I had to get it because the guys needed something interesting to to read on the show. So you know you can blame it on us. I'll write you a note. <laughs> okay, so here's a here's another one. This is under the apparel and accessories uh, category. Uh, Woman's feel like a Sir Rage comic T-shirt, uh, Gilgan soft style light blue. So I'm I'm thinking that's something to wear. You know, I may have, maybe I needed to click on that before I read about it. Maybe it's not something to wear. <laughs> I don't, that's, that's a tough, that could go any direction really. <laughs> you know, that's a good one. That's thought, a good one. I thought you were going to say that could go anywhere. What, what were you thinking? <laughs> so, I was really nervous, but uh, obviously not nervous enough not to say it myself. Okay, so uh, anyway, that's it for the uh, for that. Now the the automotive. Hey, automotive! This is great. You know, Jeep show automotive type things being bought at Amazon uh, uh, before they uh, after they click through our little banner. This is a AutoPal Euro clear plastic plastic. Easy for me to say. H six zero five four seven by six inch. I would say that that's probably a a, a, a Cherokee related uh, thing. Headlight pair. H four bulbs non sealed. So I don't know if those any let's see those were uh, those were thirty seven ninety five so those are probably pretty decent headlights but uh, yeah, auto somebody out there doing an H four conversion hey yep, congrats yep, yep. good job and uh, the next one is a uh, Hella uh, five hundred series clear cover uh, so somebody buying okay. some for yeah. covers for their Hellas Hella five hundreds that's an industry standard for a long time I've seen many of those on the Cherokees uh, Tuffy flip up license plate holder. That sounds interesting. Uh, I wonder, let's see. Oh, well, you know, I, I wonder if that's, um, hmm, I'll have to check you that know, one out. Tuffy is, uh, Tuffy is a, is a company that, if I'm not mistaken, they make um, a lot of stuff for, for like the CJs and for the Wranglers and stuff um, where, you know, they, you can put like a, a lock box underneath the seat or a trunk conversion in the back of a Wrangler that locks things up. They make some really cool center consoles that are all steel and molded and folded oh, and, right. and welded and stuff that you could load a stereo into it, um, you know, side loaded or a CB or something like that. They have a locking compartment, some really cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely 100% Jeep related right there. And then uh, here's a WeatherTech custom fit cargo liners for Cadillac Escalade. Wow. Ooh. High roller. Yeah, that must be the, <clears throat> the little ladies uh, or the life partners. A uh, vehicle, you know that. I guess it. I guess it could be a the the daily driver. But uh, well, I don't know about. I mean, because that Escalade can't be getting much better gas mileage than my Cherokee. No, you know it's not. <laughs> that's but that's a status thing. You know that's uh, yeah. right around the Escalade. All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, electronics, StarTech, um, three point five millimeter four pin to uh, three pin three point five millimeter headset splitter adapter. You know, that just, that's just fun when reading it. That just, ooh. So anyway, let's, and it's an adapter. Um, and let's see. Uh, well, Tony, I'm going to go ahead and stop right there, and I'm going to take credit for that one. I was that thinking you might. All me. I was thinking that might be you. 
Folks, that that little doodad, that little device right there, uh, is on its way um, to uh, to my greedy hands, and that's going to be our um, uh, my new phone patch. That's going to enable me to um, get a live call in here through my side of things, uh, and possibly be able to take a call here during the show uh, here real soon. So okay. I'm going to get that get that install that and kind of work the kinks and work the bugs out of that, and hopefully we'll have some fun with it soon. Well, I'll read the whole thing. It's a a 3.5 millimeter four pin to a three pin 3.5 millimeter headset uh splitter adapter so basically uh you're taking the the four pin uh from your uh, cell phone and adapting it out to uh, really from stereo uh, audio to a mono audio and mic input that's the plan uh so you know if i've got if i got a call um i can bring a call in through through that um, into that cable, and they'd be able to hear you as well as hear me, and our listeners would be able to hear all three of us. Techn- That's the plan, anyway. So hopefully, it's going to work. Technology, more nerd stuff. Oh man, I love it. Yes, <laughs> uh, that that was twenty three cents basically to to xjtalk.com. Wow. Hey. Well, there you go. Yeah, it was a uh, uh, five dollars and eighty cents, and twenty three cents of that uh, five eighty that you spent. Uh, I uh, went to xjtalk.com. So. Not too shabby. No, not at all. I mean, if uh, if you'd bought a 1000 now that would have been something. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they, there's only two or three available, and I got dibs on one of them. So. <laughs> It'd be, we, we'd have to get a drum roll. And now, announcing <laughs> 1000 <laughs> That would have been like 23 bucks. That would have been great. No, well, hey, been, I'd, I'd love to see, you know, if I'm, some of our listeners out there have got to own an, their own business. And I'd love to see somebody order something for their business through Amazon, a, a big, you know, quantity or order like that, you know, whether it be, um, you know, what have you, a bot, you know, a thousand account of bolts and nuts or something like that, or, you know, or, or yachts, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Hey, I know Amazon <laughs> sells, uh, boats and stuff. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, something cool like that, Hell, you know, a, a big pallet of French fries or something, who knows? I mean, that'd just be kind of cool to see something like that happen. I, I don't think it's a bad thing to, to read what the, the, the cost and, and what, uh, XJ talks getting out of this. Do you? No, no, I don't, I don't because I mean, it's going to the show. It, it's not like, you know, this is, this well, is I mean, something that we're not... padding our, our coffers with. This goes directly back to the website. This goes directly back to the talk show. I mean, heck, I just spent money on behalf of the talk show, and that was that <laughs> yeah. was just money out of my own pocket. I'm trying to I'm trying to improve things on my end and and give you guys a little something extra. But uh, I don't think it gives away anything. I mean, we don't know who these people are, so I, I guess we can say that. But it, it might be you, you guys might find interesting. <clears throat> anyway, this is <clears throat> excuse me. This is one from the uh, health and personal care appliances. It's a Philips uh, Norelco. PT730 Power Touch Electric Razor. This was a uh, a fifty dollar item, forty nine ninety nine, <clears throat> and uh, the uh, an extra talk uh, gets three dollars and twenty five cents from that purchase. See Not this? See this is the big deal to me because yeah. because you as a consumer are not paying anything different than what you would have paid. This is a wonderful deal. I, I I'm I'm sure Amazon's making money. But it's a wonderful deal because all I have to do, all Josh has to do, is convince you guys to go click on the banner before you buy anything on Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything other than a few moments of your time to go click on the banner, and then it takes you to Amazon.com. So uh, you help support the show, and it didn't cost you anything. I mean, this isn't like buying something on sale. Honey, I had to buy it. It was 70% off, but you still spent 30%, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> so it still costs me something. Well, if you're buying something anyway and you're buying it from Amazon, which I, it's hard for me to find prices that are cheaper than on amazon.com. <laughs> and it didn't cost you. It really well, doesn't cost you. I think that, that, you know, throwing these prices out and stuff like that, this is, this sort of, um, will enable people to, you know, sort of do some fact checking on their own. We give them a model number or a description of something like that. Um, and they can go onto amazon.com, look at that very exact same item and see that the person that, that ended up buying that through that link on our homepage at amazon.com spent the exact same amount that is listed on the site as if you wouldn't have gone through that link. Yep. Yep. They got this power touch electric razor for forty nine ninety nine, and it, it wasn't forty nine ninety nine plus three twenty five. They Amazon, you know, they are the ones sending us the the three twenty five. Yeah, you're sticking it to the man, <laughs> the Amazonian. Which you know, I guess Amazon was really big tough butch woman. So yeah, it was, wasn't it? Wouldn't yeah. be the man. You're sticking it to the woman, which doesn't sound politically correct. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Anyway, uh, the uh, uh, this one's from Home and Garden. You know, this is interesting. I wouldn't think this would be in the Home and Garden section. 1979 Chevy Camaro Z28 parking signs, 10 by 14 inches. Well, actually, it just says sign, not signs. So the, somebody had a uh, 1979 Chevy Camaro parking sign. It's in the Home and... Well, I guess that would be the home part. All right, yeah. That no, was uh, that was fourteen ninety nine, and uh, we got ninety seven cents from it. Look at that! Yep, yep. So uh, it all adds up. It's uh, it's great. So uh, every little bit helps, folks. So you're buying something online, please go to Amazon.com, but click on uh, don't go there, but until you go to XJTalk.com, click on the link there, and then go to Amazon. I'll take you straight there, and and then you can do your your purchases. So, and we have several other things here. Uh, I'm not going to go and read through, through these things. I mean, there's MP3 downloads. There's uh, mobile electronics, uh, sports and outdoors, uh, tools and hardware. You know, if you haven't been to Amazon.com, go. You'll see everything everything under the sun. I mean, it's just, just amazing. So, anyway, that's just a few of the items that people uh, purchased uh, by uh, going to uh, our banner, then going to uh, Amazon.com to make their purchase. And, and if I haven't said it yet, if you go to the, the website, xjtalk.com, you'll see that there's a Amazon banner that you can click through. <laughs> actually, That's, you make it all happen, guys. Yeah, actually, we also have that up on uh, the xjtalkshow.com uh, website as well. So um, anyway, I'm sure you're sick of hearing about it, but, but we're not sick of reading what you've bought and certainly not sick of seeing the, uh, the, uh, the few dollars that we're getting from it roll in because it, you know, it really helps. Uh, Josh is cheap, but uh, we you like betcha. to. <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, I guess really when you get down to it, it, it's it's kind of a pat on the back for taking the time to to do these uh, shows, to do the entertainment uh, value. Uh, you know, it, it, it really is. It's more, it's just like seeing the, the, the subscriber count to the show. It's just like seeing how many members uh, – are uh that have joined xj talk it's just like seeing how many new posts there are it's uh there's much more to it than in than any financial incentive because all this stuff is hobby stuff i mean this is hobby for you josh it's hobby for me yeah it just gives us an opportunity to to be uh the the characters we are normally in public or over the air as it were or streaming through the interweb 
interweb. Um, I remember Mark at Detours, uh, I heard him say that a few times, and I thought he was just being country, and I've heard it a few more times. Yeah, you know, uh, speaking of uh, members and stuff, did you get your, I guess you get the, um, you get the, the bi-monthly, this is, is bi-monthly over two months, the, uh, the newsletter that we send out. You, you get that, don't you, Josh? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I did not set up for this. I did not mention it to you. Uh, but uh, I think, if I remember properly, I'm just trying to call it up on the screen, uh, the, uh, the monthly newsletters go out on the 1st and the 15th or thereabouts because uh, it has to be done manually. So it's like uh, you have to read, I have to read the calendar and then remember to do it. Um, but anyway, on our most recent um, newsletter, which was uh, for the uh, December 1st through the 15th, uh, we've done this before. It's kind of like to, to read the, the stats. And in fact, uh, pre-runner yeah. 1982, I think is the, the numbers that he has on his, uh, his name. Uh, he's actually put, uh, put together some graphs and stuff on, uh, one of the posts. I think that was a post that you were having a hard time finding, uh, John, yeah. you know, the search, the search and the software that we have for the form is just horrible. Uh, it's actually easier to go to Google and do a search. You can just do XJ talk space and then what you're searching for and, and it, it actually will find it more accurately and faster than using the search built into the the the, the forum software that we use anyway a little tidbit if you're trying to find something on xj talk go, go to google and look for it because google is on xj talk all the time uh scanning and cataloging everything that's that's on there so anyway and and there's multiple uh they have multiple servers uh, scanning uh, xjtalk.com uh, uh, all the time. Uh, several of those guests that you see, if you happen to look and see that there's, you know, 30 or 40 members on and uh, 300 and some, some odd guests, uh, a lot of those guests are uh, search engines like Google, um, Bing, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, more nerdy tidbits of information. Here's uh, the statistics, uh, the member statistics, uh, the basic statistics that you see from the newsletter. This one's, uh, again, for December 1st through December 15th. So we had uh, 87 new members, and uh, which uh, I think that's, I think that's a, a, a bit high, uh, a bit higher than what it has been. Um, just whenever I'm thinking that uh, it's been 12 years since they made a, a Cherokee that... <laughs> <laughs> they're going to stop. People are just going to stop caring and go away. 87 new members. So I, th I think that's good. We've had uh, 171 new threads. So that means uh, people uh, posting things, new things. And uh, uh, 1,413 new posts. So uh, people uh, responding to those posts or posts that were, I'm sorry, those threads or those uh, or threads that were there uh, prior. And no new polls. Uh, people don't do a lot of polls. I don't know if it's because they don't know how or uh, they don't like the answers they get. <laughs> well, Tony, that's actually, those are some interesting numbers. I'm looking at the stats right now from the previous two weeks. And um, from the 15th of November to the 1st of December, uh, we had 75 new members. We actually took a jump yeah. uh, from 75 to 87. Um, we did go, um, up a little bit in, um, uh, in threads as well, 168, the last couple of weeks, 171, this so definitely activity is on the rise as well. Um, but the amount of posts, so, I mean, the threads and posts, so a lot of, a lot more new threads, 
but people aren't quite as participating quite as much. Uh, it was 1,557 um, last uh, last couple of weeks as far as posts, and it was, uh, would you say, uh, 1,413 this, uh, this last two weeks? Right, and it seems to, I kind of get a feel, and it, it seems to have been a little down as far as uh, uh, people posting things, um, as far as responses uh, go. And I guess that's, that's to be understood, that as time progresses, people are going to get a little... Uh, the old timers are going to get a little tired of uh, uh, responding and 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 um, interacting, and uh, that's where the new people need to step up. If you if you have something to say, don't be shy. Get in there and post because if you don't already know, we don't bash newbies. Um, we do not discourage people from posting on a forum. I know that that sounds counterintuitive because <laughs> you know. People go to all the trouble of setting up a forum, and then they they either directly or indirectly allow their members to flame and bash people for asking stupid questions. We don't do that. It no, just, no such thing as a stupid question on nxjtalk.com. Yeah. We love you guys to to post up anything, and and um, I'm always you know not always I'm frequently on the website and in the chat room and stuff like that. And I even got a section um, set up just for electrical type stuff. So you guys got an electrical question. I mean, the website is extremely user friendly and there's a ton of great people on there that are extremely knowledgeable folks. So if you've got something that you're working on, you're kind of at an impasse or you're not quite sure which direction to go with a build or something like that, please post it up. I guarantee you, you're going to get a ton of great advice. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about xjtalk.com. It's a great site. There's no bashing. Everybody's nice and friendly. Great place to be. And, you know, that's uh, speaking of old-timers getting tired of responding, that was a promo that uh, Steve uh, 4.3LXJ did uh, did for us uh, uh, quite a while back. And uh, Steve is a wealth of knowledge. He also uh, does uh, a lot of our uh, Jeep tips uh, for our Jeep tip segment. And... Uh, he is unstoppable in his uh, drive to respond and help people with questions. Um, no, absolutely. He's, he's actually um, chimed in frequently on some of the electrical posts um, that, have, that have been up in the, in, the, um, in the electrical and audio tip section and uh, extremely knowledgeable in that regard as well. And I'm very glad to, to have him on board and, and, and be very forthcoming with his knowledge. And Steve is one of our moderators. Uh, he is a very active moderator and uh, very helpful to the members. And uh, hats off uh, to Steve and a big thank you. Um, we don't say it often enough, and he, he probably would say, yeah, you don't need to tell me that. But uh, it, it makes a huge difference because, um, you know, the difference between a successful forum and a uh, not successful forum uh, is uh, – people helping people asking questions. And that's another reason why we don't want to discourage asking of questions. Um, that and in fact, I'd, I'd like to, to reach out to you guys, our listeners and, and say, if you, if you got a question, you got something that you'd like to say or, or ask us personally, you guys got a chance to be the third, the third microphone, as it were, you guys can call into this number. That's five, three, zero, six, seven, five, four, one, zero, two. And it's a 24, seven voicemail line. Nobody's going to answer it. All you got to do is just call that number and and leave a message. Tell us a little something about the about the the talk show, how you like it, or if you got a question and you just can't quite figure it out, you want to um, to get a live answer, as it were, on the podcast. We'd love to hear you guys. Yeah, and chances are good that we'll actually play your uh, your recording on the show. 
Uh, if you don't want it played on the show, don't worry about it. Just say so in the message. Yeah, we can, we'll maybe touch on the subject or something like that. I know there was um, some stuff that uh, has been going around the the forum um, that you know I may bring up in electrical and audio tips section um, perhaps next week. Uh, I'm going to get a little bit more feedback on it and see how people are doing with their projects and whatnot. But it's uh, something that created a, a bunch of buzz. So I might bring it up on the podcast here real soon. And, oh, by the way, uh, we have not had uh, electrical and audio tips or Jeep tips here in a while, and that's just because uh, Josh and I have been unable to contain our ability uh, to, <laughs> to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with a 30, anywhere from a 30-minute to a, a, an hour-long interview and then another uh, hour uh, chat fest between uh, uh, <laughs> Josh and I, you know, I could just gab for hours. It, it's been a very long show, like on uh, the, the somewhere around two hours, which nobody's complaining. I know nobody complains about this, but me. I just, I just have to think that that you guys are going. My God, they won't shut up. In fact, I don't know if you noticed it or not, Josh. I don't know. Well, you probably aren't, aren't in the chat room. We, I th- and I think everybody left when I was talking about the orc cloud. We're oh, down. Boy. We're down to two people on, in the chat room now. <laughs> and I think Brass Cats would have left, but he just feels obligated since he's been made a moderator in the chat room. I can't leave, man. They'll they'll demote me. <laughs> they'll get fired. <laughs> oh well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of fun. I got to rant about uh, the gun control idiots. I'm sorry. I like to try to be fair and open and listen, but good God, people. Let's 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 mourn the loss of these of these children without getting political about it. There's there's a huge group of people that do not want gun control, and after this horrific election results, <laughs> I don't need more crap shoveled my way from the government. That's the truth. So anyway, uh, like Josh was saying, uh, you can. Uh, Call that uh, that uh, 530 number uh, and uh, contact us that way. We're also on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, the easiest way is just to go to the xj.com, xjtalk.com website, and you'll see a series of little icons near the top of the page. And if you click on the Twitter icon or the Facebook icon or the Ustream icon or the Google Plus icon, uh, yada, 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 there's, uh, you know, those are uh, ways you can go and connect with us uh, through social media, uh, through Ustream, which we do the live show. Live show, uh, 10 p.m. Central Time, uh, every Sunday, uh, unless we don't have it, <laughs> then it wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be live. It would be nothing. But no, uh, that's the plan is the, every Sunday, uh, 10 p.m. Central Time, uh, me and Josh uh, talking endlessly about things that you want to hear. <laughs> or maybe don't want to hear. No, we'll no, have an interview that's up for you guys here real soon too. We'll try and uh, get something uh, a little more entertainment for you here coming up. Yep, and there's going to be interviews coming up. Uh, just a bad time of year to try to schedule interviews. So until next week, and and next week we're going to have some uh, cool Christmas Christmassy type stuff, uh, including a um, a uh, custom. Christmas song and uh, an interview with uh, the uh, the guy that uh, wrote and performed that song. So 
for Josh, this is uh, Tony Motoroy and XJTalk.com saying have a good weekend. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Everybody knows.